three, two, one. Welcome to the Remote Photography Podcast. In this episode, I speak with model Carla Monaco about her remote photography experiences. Enjoy the podcast. Hi Carla, thanks for doing the podcast. If uh, people don't know who you are, can you give us a brief rundown of your career, please? Yeah, sure can. So my name's Carla Monaco. I'm a UK-based model. I live in the Southwest in Swindon and I've been modelling freelance um, and commercial now for around, coming up to like 11 years, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to think. So yeah, I model fashion, portraiture, vintage, um, artistic nudes, Mm -hmm. bit of everything really. I like to keep it diverse and try my hand at a bit of everything. So yeah. Keep it a bit different across the board. Yeah, I like to do different styles Mm -hmm. and keep it interesting and obviously I love the vintage style that's one of my favorite things to do so how did you hear about remote shooting it had it been that people had approached you before you'd seen people posting their images online well when the pandemic hit so like late March um when you know we lost all our work and everything went crazy I did start getting a few messages from a couple of photographers just saying have you heard about remote shooting and and then I I saw a few model friends like um, Zoe she took it up quite quickly and Mm -hmm. she was making quite a success out of it so Mm -hmm. I kind of kept my eye on what everyone was doing but I was kind of busy doing other things I started a new business during the lockdown the first lockdown so that kind of took up a lot of my time and then when the restrictions got eased and we could uh, move around a bit more I kind of went back to shooting kind of normally well as normal as you can so it was on my radar and I, I kept an eye on it. It was interesting seeing what everyone was doing, but like I was quite late to picking up mm-hmm. on remote shoots. I only started this year. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's amazing really what everyone's doing. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. So over the course of your remote shooting experience, can you name some countries where photographers have shot from? Yes, like I've shot with people from all over the world now, which is amazing, really. I've kind of done, I feel like I've done like a virtual tour of America. (laughs) I've shot with people on the West Coast, New York, um, Minnesota, Virginia, all over Europe. But then like I've shot with photographers who like live in Gloucester in like Mm. the next town to me. It's amazing, really, that we can do this. And I think it's going to stay around for a a long time, actually. So what's the current setup you have now to do your remote shooting? Because you do it a little bit differently, because obviously... Obviously, I've shot with you, and one aspect is I hadn't come across it was um, going through Chrome to do a remote shoot. Yeah, so on my setup, I work with my husband, Adrian, who's um, a photographer himself. When we decided to do it, he looked up how to like share. Google Remote was just mm-hmm. one of the first ones we tried, and it seems to work for us. So we use an X-T3 Fuji camera, mm-hmm. and we tether that through Capture One, and then we use the Google remote to share computers with the photographer. So initially, when we first tried the remote shooting, we did try and do it with our Nikon camera, which was a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone's come across it, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you shot with a Nikon? Well, mm. say like people like uh, Cheryl Elizabeth, where she's had the Nikon, but she's had a Mac, and Mac and yeah. Nikons really don't like to talk to each other. 
Yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've struggled with a couple of people that have got Nick and then, but they've mostly had Windows computers where they've been able to find software that's been compatible. It, we just found it too slow mm-hmm. and too clunky. Like it did work, but it just didn't flow very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't trigger the flash either with the Nick on. Okay. But the system we've got now, it seems to work really well. Like it flows mm-hmm. really quickly. So in Capture One, what we found is instead of using the live view to actually, like you can compose the shot mm-hmm. in live view, but then you pause the button and then use your phone to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And then once it's in pause, you can just keep shooting mm-hmm. as normal. So it kind of flows a lot faster, like a close enough to what a normal yeah. shoot flow would be. Yeah, we've had no issues with mm-hmm. it. And obviously Adrian's he assists throughout so if there is an issue Mm. he's in there straight away he's quite good at um, fixing problems quite quickly but like touch wood we've had no real issues really yeah because when we did our shoot after you briefly explained it to me I I found it like perfectly natural and quick to understand so we we did get into a flow when we we did our shoot but uh, you also have like stuff like backdrops and dust sheets are you limited into where you can shoot well, we use our dining room to shoot. So that's like the studio mm-hmm. setup, which is, it's quite a good space, really. Mm-hmm. We've got grey backdrop, we've got different cloth backdrops, mm-hmm. um, different colours. So it's basically like a working studio, yeah. but we can use around the house. We've got like a little white lounge that we can use. And we've also done up our spare room upstairs, which is, mm-hmm. there's lots of natural light there. Um, so that gives us another option to shoot now, which is really good. So yeah, it's just sort of like thinking outside the box and yeah. what, what you can use what you what you have because you know we're working from home so yeah. our house is a bit of a mess at the minute we've got lots of boxes <laughs> yeah. and it's not like a normal mm. home but <laughs> I, I, i'm like looking at the pictures like because you, you posted some on your website and on, on various um uh, sites and facebook groups but and most of it stuff looks like it could have been shot in the studio you wouldn't realize you've just put a backdrop up and it's yeah, well, yeah. I think that's true for a lot of um, pictures. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not about what's on the other side, is yeah. it? Like, like if you're doing, um, I mean, we can get full length in here, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of people tend to like the three quarter length. Yeah. But you can shoot that anywhere, mm-hmm. really. As long as you've got um, a bit of space to sort mm-hmm. of get back and you can shoot anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you can do in the space you have. Exactly. You know? yeah. How, have you find it's been, uh, help get your brain being creative? Because with the space you've, you have, you've had to, to think say i'm looking at some of the pictures like there's a black and white one where you're standing by a blind so it's almost like film noir oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's one you've almost got like one of those studio lights behind you that's part of a set yeah, so yeah, ha- yeah. has it made your brain think I-, I can do this and this with what i've got well, yeah, it pushes you sort of mm-hmm. to think like, well, what have I got and what can I use? Yeah. And also, like, I like to change my look a lot. You know, I like to do the vintage, I like mm-hmm. fashion and, and stuff. But yeah, using things around the home, like the film noir picture you're referring to, yeah. like, yeah, we only did that recently. But that's something like I've shot that style in studios and yeah. locations over the years, but yeah. I've never done it here at home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, we can do it. You know, you don't need that much space because the shot's more sort of like, cut in and yeah yeah but yeah that was something we we were out in i think being q and we just saw mm-hmm. um a blind it was like let's let's get that let's yeah. see what we can do it is thinking you know what can you do in the space mm-hmm. and using different props and and sets 
that's in um, I mean I've got loads of ideas yeah. it's just finding the time to like exactly, implement yeah. them yeah. it's like getting it all going but yeah it's fun yeah it's really fun has it made look at the the space you have available differently so you may be walking around and suddenly you think oh I, I could shoot against that window or I could shoot against that wall oh yeah like I'm, I'm looking now and I think oh I haven't shot there maybe yeah. I could do something there but obviously it is our home as yeah. well so there's only so much you exactly, can do because yeah. <laughs> otherwise you'd just be like just living in the constant studio but it's quite funny because mm-hmm. um we've had recently the electrician come and mm-hmm. um we've had who's the other guy the, the guy who came to fix our boiler and like we usually have like a dining room table set yeah, up yeah. but we've had to take that apart obviously because we're shooting mm-hmm. so like our dining room area like when you come in it's just full of like backdrops and the studio lights and the stands and yeah. it's like not a normal home. Yeah. So like when they come in, when we don't say anything to yeah. them, like kind of like waiting for the reaction, like what the hell is yeah. this? What have um, I walked into? Yeah. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> Why has she got a backdrop and yeah. lights and there's like bits of clothes, there's like hats everywhere mm. and I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Well, the last year hasn't been as normal for everyone, so yeah. no, like people have got to adapt, you know, to mm. survive. It's like been thinking actually about these remote shoots they've been like I've been really grateful that I can mm-hmm. I can do them and you know a bit of income and yeah. and also like stay creative because it's mm-hmm. like if you haven't got that option I think a lot of models mm-hmm. might have had to have taken other jobs or yeah. you know yeah. do other things and so it's, it's amazing that we have the technology mm-hmm. we can do it with Adrian being a photographer you already had the kit did you find that was helpful as well and obviously because you you're, you're friends with a few models did you find when they started doing it that sort of like piqued your interest to do it as well oh yeah definitely um thing was like last year um we i could have set it up last year but obviously i was busy doing other things but i was a little bit nervous as Mm -hmm. well because it's like it's completely different from how Mm -hmm. we'd normally work did you do like a few test shoots with adrian just to get a feel for it or did you just jump straight into it yeah so in the beginning me and adrian did like a quick test i think with the uh the nikon to start and obviously that didn't didn't work and then we've got a couple of friends who we roped in to to <laughs> test it out so one of our, um, my friends Dave Edwards I don't yeah. know if you've met Dave um, um I don't North think West. I have yeah he's one of our friends mm. he's a photographer as well I think he was a little bit skeptical about mm. how it was going to work he really enjoyed it but that was did we use the Nikon for that I think we did and that was quite slow but he yeah. still really enjoyed it and after we did that test shoot I remember like I felt really good like I've been working you know yeah. even though it was just a test and mm. yeah we got a couple and like the pictures weren't the best because the lights didn't trigger and blah 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 but yeah. I felt really good like I was back to shooting and then once I had that buzz Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to do another one. And we just wanted to perfect it and get it right. And then we got a hold of the X-T3. Uh, Fuji and then that kind of changed it all it just made it a lot easier and no I, I've heard like from several models like Artemis Ivory that as soon as they started doing it, it felt like I'm working again I'm doing what I've enjoyed doing for the last several years in person but suddenly it was the aspect of I can see the results firsthand and you got that buzz again like almost like you would be modeling in person well, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, the results are kind of instant, like, when you're tethering, you can mm-hmm. see. But it's also, like, interacting with different photographers. Yeah. So over the past year, there's not many people, like, um, you get to sort of mm-hmm. interact with and, and work on a photo shoot. And it's, like, it's amazing, really. Like, I've met so many great people and the buzz is definitely there. It's, yeah. like, each remote shoot I've done, I've learned something. Mm-hmm. 
I've shot something a bit different. I've learned something and it's like, yeah, I want to do more. And I think it's something that's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be around for a while, definitely. And with the photographers you worked with, has it been more people you've worked with in person or has it a lot been of people you've never worked with before? Quite a few people I've worked with before Mm -hmm. who've been new to remote themselves. And, you know, they were a little bit nervous and because they've shot with me loads over the years they you know felt a bit more comfortable you don't have to break the ice and if things don't go to plan then it's like there's no pressure yeah yeah there's no pressure but I've actually shot with quite a lot of people from all over America just all new and obviously like initially it's nerve-wracking because it's a different way of working but um no it's been it's Mm. been brilliant did you find adapting to because obviously with remote shooting it's a slower pace than it is in person did you find that was something you adapted to quickly or did it take like a few shoots it took a few shoots like the test shoots i did Mm -hmm. so like i think we tested it for about two weeks before we put it out Mm -hmm. and sort of said you know we're ready to take bookings so i kind of got used to like the slower pace it was just kind of trying to get that out to the photographers Mm -hmm. that it's not going to be something that you sort of log into and then you just take loads and loads of pictures you know it's it's not that type of shoot and i have said to people before you know it is a bit like shooting on film exactly yeah you know you just gotta take your time a bit more but lately because our our system because we bought a new laptop as well Mm -hmm. um our systems kind of got like a lot faster (laughs) so like once you press the shutter like the picture comes up almost like instantly Mm -hmm. that's kind of improved that but i I still think it's better to take your time exactly you know and especially because you can see the pictures and then you can like look at them and perfect them and but i I definitely think it's going to be something when i get back to doing in-person shoots where i'll be looking at the frame more whereas before because it was digital you could go click 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 and then there was maybe two out of the six that you thought were good but i definitely think it's something when i go back to shooting in person i'll slow down look at the frame more and then hopefully get more quality shots rather than having to look at 20 and then there's maybe two or three yeah and obviously like there's when you're shooting in person like there might be more distractions Mm -hmm. as well you know from around whereas when you're shooting remotely the pictures come up right in front of you don't they you can see them instantly and i always think it's better to go for quality than quantity anyway um because usually for most like sets you do you you're only going to want like maybe one two really killer shots exactly yeah because i i think when we did our shoot did it come in under 100 pictures or just over 100 pictures i can't remember off the top of my head yeah we did but we did quite a few sets didn't we yeah but i think it was like we were doing like 20 30 had a look and then yeah 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 Yeah, because you were like you know you took several pictures and then you were like right let's look at them now yeah and see you know what we can improve Mm. or have we got it because if you've got it yeah it's not worth yeah yeah, yeah. you've got it then haven't you it's no point going back yeah, because if you've yeah. got it, then you, you're you just going to be trying to replicate that and then it's going to get worse and worse because you can't get it. So you, you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm not getting a shot, I'm not getting a shot. And then mm. you, you sort of, um, you get disheartened, as it, as it might sound like. that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you might be like, sort of like getting stuck on something that's not yeah, going to happen. Exactly, because you've really got it, so there's no need to... Yeah, yeah, be doing yeah. that so over the shoots have you found the limitations being a hindrance or have you found that it's made you be more creative in your choices of say shots and outfits and lighting um i think it's pushed me to be more creative to be honest because you've just got to work with what you have just using different parts of our home that we wouldn't normally use mm-hmm. like the new room upstairs that we've um decorated that used to be our bedroom mm-hmm. <laughs> so we basically <laughs> like we're in the back bedroom now mm-hmm. 
that bedroom's a lot bigger, the light's better. Um, so it's just like a, another place that mm-hmm. we can shoot. And I mean, I like taking ideas from like the photographers as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of pushes me to sort of be creative. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. what ideas do they have? What do they want to shoot? And then I'm like, okay, how can I do that in mm-hmm. my home? You know, and what, what clothes do I have? Or what can I get? What can I buy? And it's all limiting because we are still in lockdown. Yeah. So it's not like we can just go to the charity shops mm-hmm. and work with what you have and change and adapt so yeah it's definitely um pushing me out of my um comfort zone comfort zone but in a good way you know definitely in a good way well speaking of uh, photographers presenting ideas what's the best way that say a photographer wanted to shoot with you do you find it's like mood boards or uh, like a a descriptive email or is it just one of those ones where a photographer might say i want to shoot with you and just we'll just see what you've got on a day i'm quite visual so like a lot of models mm-hmm. um I like to see like they send me a mood board with pictures yep. and say you know I want to go for this kind of look or this mm-hmm. kind of vibe then I can look at that and go okay mm-hmm. yeah I get that I'm gonna I can style you know use mm-hmm. the styling for that shot or you know I can do my hair like this mm-hmm. and yeah I like to see the pictures and it doesn't have to be exact it yeah. can be like the a feeling vibe, yeah the, the a feeling, feeling yeah, an emotion yeah. or definitely like mm. to see the visuals mm. but you know sometimes you get photographers who they might not have many ideas because mm-hmm. everyone does photography for different reasons yeah. and some photographers I've worked with so many times over the years there's one photographer I've worked with for about coming up to 10 years now mm-hmm. he shot me quite a lot and it was quite interesting he booked a remote with me and it was interesting thinking oh my god like would we have thought we've been sh- shooting remote like yeah. 10 years later it's yeah. like amazing really with sometimes a photographer not giving you say a mood board do you find sometimes you have to dig into what you can do so say like say you could do film noir or you could do like classic art nude and stuff that you yeah. have to present these ideas to them yeah um well i kind of do that like on my website i've got like a re- results page and that's got all images like i've taken remotely from my home so I usually just send them links to to my website really and say you know this is what I can do but if they don't have many ideas if they just want like a variety of things then that, that's what I'll give them really I, cool. I like I like the photographer to go away with different images mm-hmm. and variety so you know we can shoot fashion I can shoot vintage mm-hmm. art nude I mean sometimes I've like shown photographers like the clothes I have and you know I say this is what I have like do you like it and it just depends on the individual photographer yeah. really what they what they want what have you found has been the best um time for a shoot so yeah so we offer two hour shoots or three hour shoots and we just found that time is quite a good time to get enough sets in mm-hmm. you know get to know the photographer and not many people have asked for like more than three hours mm-hmm. maybe one one photographer but yeah like the two or three hours it's quite a good time as well because um it's good on the battery life mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't have to like change battery yeah. or charge and stuff and then you book two hours then you could also do like two two-hour shoots in the day that's true you yeah. know and have yeah. like a break in the middle mm-hmm which is quite good. Has that been something you've had to adapt with as well? So say like a photographer's in the US that you've had to do maybe like a morning session and an afternoon session so you can get like maybe two shoots in a day? Usually the US photographers, um, because they're on a different time zone, Mm -hmm. they'll book in the afternoon. But I haven't done like anything too late. I think my latest shoot ended like 6 Mm p.m., 6 or 7 p.m. But one photographer shot me about, he said, oh, I can start at 1 p.m. He was in America. And I thought he, you know, he'd, 
it'd be like 10 a.m. or something there, but it was 5 a.m. for him. Oh, wow. But but he was okay. I, I, don't, yeah. I think he likes the sort of early mornings. He was okay with that. So how is the best way for a photographer if they wanted to book a remote shoot with you? Is it for your website, for your social media? Mainly through my website, but I mean, I use Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. quite a lot, like a lot of models. So either really, mm-hmm. I'm also on Purple Port. That's mainly for a lot of the UK photographers yeah. will contact me through there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, my website, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. I think they're like the main ones, aren't yeah. they? Have you found that the Facebook groups have helped you display the work you've done, but also like people have approached you because you've posted in those groups? Oh, yeah. There's been quite a lot of photographers who've messaged me because of the Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. It's been really helpful. Um, And I think it's um, a really good community. Mm -hmm. Everyone's sharing their pictures. And, you know, if you work with someone, then they might see someone on your friends list that, you know, they want to shoot or vice versa. You know, it opens it up to um, a lot more different people. It's been very helpful Mm -hmm. because I think I'm in quite a about three or four now. Yeah, I think there's about three or four going around on Facebook. Yeah, and so. they're really good. And yeah. I'm always interested to see like what mm. everyone's shooting. And I like looking at the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's always good. You can always learn mm. from what everyone else is, is doing. And I've, I've seen a lot of people when they've had a question about a technical difficulty or how to go about setting up. A lot of people just, they're not being judgmental. They're going straight in and like saying, oh, yeah, I've come across that problem. Here's what you do. So I think everyone's like, especially in those helpful, communities, it's yeah, helpful, like yeah. Everyone's helping each other, which mm-hmm. is, is good, and you can get advice. I think that's how it should be, Exactly, it? yeah. You know, we should all be helping each other and because everyone offers something different as mm-hmm. well, which I think is, is great. There's lots of advice in those groups to help people. And, yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped me. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for the people mm-hmm. who started the groups. I think it's like Natasha, Natasha J. Bella. Yeah, and you've got Sam in the States, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, Chris Conway yeah. and Amy. Yeah. yeah, it's great. So going forward and hopefully, fingers crossed, during the course of this year we get back to being able to shoot in person, do you see remotes as something you'd be able to offer, be it maybe not when you're touring, because obviously you could still do it in your own home, but maybe you go into a studio or something that you'd maybe yeah. add remotes on? It's not going to go away, is mm. it? You know, I think all the people who are doing it and doing it really well, they're going to continue to do it. And mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely going to keep shooting remotely. Like, for example, me and Artemis have a duo event mm-hmm. in the summer at the Natural Light Space, and that's nearly all sold out. And we're thinking about putting on an extra day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking maybe in the afternoon we could offer some remote shoots, yeah. maybe people who can't get mm-hmm. to the studio or maybe are abroad because it's you know an amazing studio, lots mm-hmm. of natural light. It'd be interesting to mm-hmm. do a remote in a studio. And mm-hmm. I think I think studios should embrace it because mm-hmm. it opens it up to yeah. a much wider audience, you know. I think it's like an additional thing that we can offer. Yeah, because I've definitely, over the course of doing these, I've spoke to a couple of photographers who either have health issues or disabilities, and it's like been a, a new experience for them because normally they might not be able to get to a location or a studio, but that's why I think if models can still do remotes yeah. or studios can do it, it's going to be helpful for them as well. Absolutely. I mean, it opens the door to so many people who wouldn't normally, you know, it's not as easy for them to get into studios, like mm-hmm. you say. Um, I, I think it's something that should be embraced. Mm-hmm opens it up to more people exactly enjoying their hobby connecting with different creatives i mean i don't want it to go away which it's yeah. funny really because i've i've only been doing it for like 
two months, I think. So you're addicted um, already. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's never going to replace the in-person exactly, shoes. Yeah. Of course yeah. it won't. But I think it can, you know, live just beside it. Mm -hmm. It's a great second the second option that you, you second can, option yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks carla for doing the podcast uh where can people find you on the internet so i'm on facebook um carla monaco i usually accept photographers and models mm. on there um i'm also on instagram carla monaco with an x on the end so it's carla monaco cox <laughs> um i'm also on purpleport mm -hmm. carla monaco and you can look my website up at www.colamonaco.co.uk um, and I've got lots of information on there about my remote shoots, all my information, um, all the text, mm -hmm. all the backdrops, all the things that we, we offer. Yeah. So yeah, you can check me out there. And I also have a page of remote results so you can see lots of pictures and things that have been shot at my location. You know, the, um, sorry, I've messed up there. <laughs> that's why my phone's going off as well. So uh, I'm just, it's the weirdest time that someone decided to call me. So 